Fishburn and several others who we will go through. Uh, not some of the others aren't very recognizable names. Uh, this is basically a sequel to the classic uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger 1980s Predator. Um, and in this sequel, they have been uh, the characters like Adrian Brody and Topher Grace have been taken from Earth and dropped onto a game preserve on another planet where they are hunted down by predators for sport. Um, so, a lot like the original, except it's on another planet, there's no way for them to escape. And uh, these are all, they all have unique, they're from different versions, like uh, different types of special forces. Um, they have a Yakuza, they have a Mexican drug runner, I guess, and Danny Trejo, uh, a guy from the Spetsnaz in Russia, and a couple of American special forces, a uh, prisoner, uh, psycho serial killer. Um, and uh, through the movie, they run into Lawrence Fishburne, who's been there forever. And the characters start to get picked off, and they're trying to make their way home. And uh, we're going to talk about the rest of the plot and discuss it. But for a general review, I'm going to turn it over to Steven, who's going to talk about how he felt about the movie. Okay, well, this, my critique of the movie is qualified by what's been available this summer. Because as it stands, I would say that so far, this is the best live action movie this summer. Um, everything else has been terrible compared to this. Um, that being said, it's, there are some serious problems with the movie. Uh, it's not a perfect movie. Um, but, I really, really enjoy it. I feel like, for the first time since the first Predator movie, we've gotten a true sequel. A, a movie that stayed true to the original idea of Predator. Um, I thought the performances were good across the board, um, the story was good, the writing was well done, uh, the, even the dialogue wasn't overly cheesy, which in a movie like this it could be, um, the, the choices characters made were choices that, for the most part, yeah. I would have made, mm -hmm. they weren't, they weren't ridiculous, or, <laughs> well, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do, um, they weren't dumb. There was never. A there was. There wasn't. A, yeah, they were always in character. There wasn't an excess of stupid. Yeah, um, or characters didn't do things that they that seemed like out of character for them. Um, even though that would have been the easy choice, at least as far as writing goes. Uh, I think that I, I almost wish that this was the direct sequel to Predator. Because it, it perfectly just sort of takes that original idea and explores it in a more, in a deeper, more, almost more terrifying way. Um, 
and I was really, really impressed with with even the ending of the the entire uh, arc of the film. So um, it's not perfect. It's not a movie that will stand the test of time, but it's lucky because it's coming out against basically crap. Basically things that are just absolutely terrible. And so it yeah, stands out. For the last airbender. For the last airbender, for <laughs> Splice, for uh, Prince of Persia. I mean, name another live action movie this summer. And, you know, I mean, as long, I guess if you don't consider Iron Man part of the summer movies. Yeah. Um, so that's that's <laughs> yeah. Well, but, yeah, it, it stands out because of that. Now, we have Inception coming up. That's mm -hmm. going to probably change things, hopefully. Uh, but, for right now, it, it's definitely the best movie of the summer. Yeah, I, th I think for me it was really, it was a lot of fun, I really enjoyed it. It was definitely a summer movie. Um, I really liked, they do, they balance CGI and physical effects, and it was really good to see stunt work. Again, I remember the scene where they, uh, they fall off the cliff into the water. And a lot of movies that I've seen recent, like in recent years, have CGI'd something like that. Um, and it's been pathetic and it looks terrible. And it was cool to actually see people jumping off a cliff into a waterfall again. Not just jumping, getting with, flung. Getting flung. <laughs> off a, it looked like head really over cool. heels. Yeah. It was, yeah. That was a really cool shot and you could tell that it was stunt that. work. Um, and I really appreciate that. And a lot of the the fight scenes, you can still tell that it's, it's stunt work. There's real explosions. Yes, the little energy beam is CGI. You got guys in, in Predator mm -hmm. prosthetics and Yes. Makeup and yeah. mm -hmm. actual makeup, actual suits. There's somebody in there. Um, uh, you know, they, uh, the actual actors are even given credits. It says right here: uh, Carrie Jones, Brian Steele, and Derek Myers. Mayors, I'm probably butchering. Well, I do believe Lawrence Fishburne was all CGI. Lawrence Fishburne was. Uh, <laughs> the performances are. You know, I was uh, curious to see how this movie would play out as far as it was it going to be an ensemble film or was it going to really be Adrian Brody's film mm -hmm. and for me this was definitely Adrian Brody Brody's film it didn't there, there isn't an ensemble around him but they definitely support him yeah. and his character and what happens to his character um, and he's the one that you focus on and but what's really good is that the other characters who are supporting are still in, interesting yeah, um, they're all given their own they're all good on their own. Yeah. And I really liked the, um, at the end, at, at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, um, there's a complete, for me, a big surprise with Topher Grace mm -hmm. suddenly switching. Um, initially... But you, well, you're, you're wondering what his deal is. Yeah. See, my, my, what I was thinking about Topher Grace is because he was originally introduced himself as a doctor. So I'm thinking, well, maybe, like, the Predators dropped a doctor. Drop a doctor in, kind of to balance things out or yeah. something? Like, how is he going to fit in at the end? And that, that would kind of make sense, that they would be like, look, let's give him a doctor and let him... Well, that's what I was thinking, and they, yeah. like, they're part of the plot would be they wouldn't, the Predators wouldn't attack him. Right. That's what I was thinking it was going, and then 
but they kind of went back and forth on that idea, and it was, it kept me on my feet. They did foreshadow it, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. they did. They do, and as, as I, once it's, by, by the way, switches, he's not a doctor, he's a serial killer. <laughs> no. He's this insane, crazy yeah. guy. I think he actually is a doctor, but he's a serial killer doctor. He's I think that was the, because he, he, he's, he knows enough about the body. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's something, but and and that switch that that he wasn't just this, because through most of the movie he's this guy relying on everybody else, asking them to help him. He's likable. Is is yeah. likable, and then and then at the end he. He's such a quiet man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like he was the comic relief of the film, but it really does. The moment that I began to think, wait, something is really wrong here, is when he ho- he holds up the picture of the Russian guy's kids. Yeah. At that moment, I thought to myself, he's more manipulating than I, at first I had thought. I like when he says, you should have left me here. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you're going to find out why pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, and it's it's really good. And his switch, he as an actor played it really well, that quick little switch and thinking through it. He did a really good job because they do play off the idea that he's just going to be comic relief. I don't think Topher Grace gets the, you know, the kudos that he deserves. Yeah. He's, 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 I mean, uh, he was given, probably, I, in my opinion, one of the worst casting choices of all time as Eddie Brock. Yeah. As Venom. <laughs> Why? But he pulled it off. He pulled it off because he's a good actor. Um, and which, credit to him. I mean, yeah. he's, I, 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 when I see that he's in a movie, it makes me want to see it more. Mm-hmm. So. Have you guys seen Angry Company? Yeah. That's that's a very underrated movie. Yes, Dennis Quaid and uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yes, I heard good things about, it, but I haven't seen it. That's not what we're talking about. I know, but I'm just saying. What's the for It's an underrated movie. Okay, it is an underrated movie. Um, and Scarlett Johansson's. I wouldn't say underrated, but rated right. well. <laughs> what did you guys think about the other, uh, the other actors? Scarlett Johansson the other, in it. She, she's not in it. Um, I I think that there's a general. Consensus that Adrian Brody does a really good job in carrying the movie. Uh, what do you think about all the other characters and how they play out? And I, that's a, that's the thing that I was the most impressed with in this movie is the the characters because all the characters had depth. None of the characters were cliche. Even the the serial killer, uh, or. I guess there's two serial death killers. Row the death row inmate. Walton Goggins. Yeah. yeah. That guy is amazing. He is very he good. Was, he wasn't just the sort of cliche death row inmate. I mean, he actually had a redeeming moment, but it wasn't an uh, unbelievable redeeming moment. Yeah. Know, that, that was the thing that I liked about it. Um, is that these are obviously horrible people in their daily lives, Yeah. Mm-hmm. but uh, it's like you throw them into the situation and their humanity starts coming out, mm-hmm. so I like that idea of it. But not in a way that was out, out yeah, of character, right. which could have been, it comes out, yeah. It would have been easy to do that. They all sort of come together and become yeah. good people, you know, and it wasn't, they were still not, by, even by the end. They weren't great people. Right. Um, Adrian Brody has no problem letting the rest of this group who follows him around die. Yeah. Even up to the very yeah. end. He, uh, <laughs> he... And yeah. there's even some question at the end 
that it wasn't, he didn't come back because he wanted to save them. He just knew that he wasn't going to make it out in that ship. Mm-hmm. And you knew that was coming. I mean, you know from the first film that a predator will self-detonate before allowing the enemy to get away. Yeah. So, flying away, I was like, this ship's going to blow up. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And, yeah. So, kind of like he knew that he wasn't on that ship. Yeah. Or, right. or if he was, I thought it would be interesting that he did get blown up. But, you know. That would have been interesting, but, yeah. They needed the... So I thought it was an interesting mix of actors and characters. Um, I kind of wish they'd explored it a little bit more. But uh, I think because my expectations weren't that high for it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not expecting some, like, amazing psychological, uh, you know, exploration of the human psyche or whatever. But Right. Um, yeah. But they did, you know, hit, hit on some issues about... Um, there's a discussion that Agent Brody has with Alison Braga about the only difference between him and her. They do the exact same thing. They're both willing. They hunt people. They kill people. They're both... Agent Brody is some kind of mercenary, and she's special forces. He says the only difference is that you just kind of gloss it over by saying you do it for your country. Mm-hmm. That there's very little... And there's always these... There's these interesting little bits and pieces... Um, with some of the characters, uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character, he's only there for a, a little while, but he's really fascinating, and I thought that, yeah. Yeah. That was a bit surprising, yeah. his turn of character, because it's almost like, it's almost like he was cast in a role that he's known for, mm-hmm. you know, this wise leader of men mm-hmm. kind of character, and then they just totally, like, Turn it on its head. Yeah, but even that, I I appreciated that he struggled. You see him struggling with that choice of trying to murder everybody. Right. Um, he's doing it for practical reasons. And he's doing it because, I mean, the only reason he's lasted this long is because he's a survivor. And so there's a character-driven um, morality behind that, mm-hmm. what he does, his actions. It's not just sort of, oh, well, now we need to do this twist. And possibly a split personality. And yeah, possibly, he's also yeah. pretty... Yeah, he's also got some kind of split personality going on there. Mm-hmm. Which is fascinating. And he did that... He handled it really well. Like, the whole split personality. It didn't really feel forced. He did a really good job, I thought, of acting with it and pretending like he was talking to someone, but never really... He never really plays it off as, like, comical. It feels... Feels real, and then I was not expecting him to die as quickly as they killed him. <laughs> I actually didn't but like that that moment when he died. Yeah. What? What? Did he I like? feel like this guy's been invading the predators for what ten years. They want a trophy, not just like you know, splatter. Not just a splatter. Just, uh, splatter just seemed like a, an easy gross out moment. I mean, it could have been a lot grosser, but, yeah. Mm. That's what this movie was for me. It was like, it was like a mix of, of moments that were like, uh, it could have been done a lot better, but then there were moments that really surprised me and were like amazing. So, um, I think it could kind of even out to make it a, a decent piece for what it was. I mean, a better 
That's not, good. I yeah, thought they I really enjoyed it. came to accept the idea of that they were just dropped on another planet pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I mean, yeah, I realize most of them were soldiers, but not all of them. And I know if I was in that situation, I would have probably like been freaking out. And none of the characters freaked out when they found out, when they figured out what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that, not only did they come to the conclusion that they were on another planet and being hunted rather easily, um, they accepted it pretty easily as mm-hmm. well. And that, that kind of bugged me. Uh, it's, it's tough because that acceptance actually allows them to build these characters a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I understand that you didn't get that over time, with. But at the same time, they could have maybe put in some little expendable character or something to have him f- freak out yeah. and go crazy. Or Well, the problem with a plot like this is that even before the movie starts, the audience is already ahead of the characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you take too long getting to the the thick of things, the audience just could be bored. Which is what I thought was brilliant about that beginning. That the beginning just starts with them just... The beginning starts with Agent Brody plummeting. Right? Yeah, I actually really enjoyed that. And just and the boom, and then yeah. Predators. I thought that was great. I heard you laugh at that part. I yeah. thought I thought you were laughing because uh, I was like, oh, Steve already hates this movie. No, I, 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 I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was funny in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a good way, in a in a way that I was actually enjoying that movie. It was funny and uh, terrifying at the same time, and done really well. I I, I liked it. Yeah, no, I thought that was really cool, and and that also did it brought us right into the moment, mm-hmm. so that we were already because we know what the movie's going to be about. We know what's going to happen. There's no reason to hold off the main plot. Yeah, I was hoping there wasn't. I was waiting for that. Uh, night and day scene where like he's in the jungle in somewhere and he sees a bright light and there's like these flat you know where there's like lucid moments inside a ship and then he wakes up uh, that's how I, I envisioned them opening the movie I was I was afraid to see them all get taken from their different yeah, places and I'm glad that wasn't the case yeah it's interesting that you say that because I was I was thinking during the movie that it'd be interesting to see these people in their everyday horrible, violent lives, you know, it's almost like I wouldn't sympathize with them Mm -hmm. as much. I I think that... But it would have taken you... Yeah. Yeah. I I think that that would have been a mistake. Yeah. To just keep it all contained to this, you know, planet. Like, you're, you're coming to the story just as they're coming to the story. So... And that's that's the other thing that uh, that this movie is, in a strange way, it's very claustrophobic. Even though it takes place on an entire world, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it doesn't. They don't travel travel the entire world, but it's still very claustrophobic. It's very um, contained and it's like confined suspense. Yeah, we're talking mm-hmm. about the. But it, it. I've never seen a movie that does that. Well, maybe No Escape. Have you seen No Escape, Ray Liotta? Ray Liotta, yeah. yeah that one, similar. Um, but I've never seen a movie that, other than that one, that does is able to capture this sort of confinement, mm-hmm. but 
have an entire world be that confined space. I think um, I really liked, I always liked the, some of the physical and the technical aspects of movies, and I really liked, we talked a little bit about it, the stunts, and I really liked the makeup and the prosthetic work. It looked really good. Um, and I really liked the set designs. They didn't look overly setty. Um, there was there was one when they walk out and see the planets that bugged me because for so one it's that's a little overdone. It was it's like physically impossible for planets to be that close together without tearing each other apart. Not in the predators. Um, <laughs> so that that's just not possible, uh, which bugged me a little bit, and it just looked yeah it looked overdone and it was just too much. Almost like it would have been more effective if it, if it was just a little bit off. Like I liked just like two sons. That would have been fine. I like when they when they, they started to realize. Star Wars reference. <laughs> what? What's wrong with that? Yeah. <laughs> if it was just two sons, it would have been a Star Wars reference. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then Adrian Brody could have looked up longingly. And yeah. <laughs> um. I like the moment where they, where they start to realize that something is really really wrong. Yeah. Is when they realize that the magnetism. Is off and yeah. the sun hasn't moved. Um, I really like that moment. Yeah, and I feel like they overdid it with that part where they come out of the jungle and it's just like. I mean, you, you could have just shown something like an asteroid belt or something that's just way out of place. Yeah, you know, or even yeah, even just three moons or something like that. I mean, it could have been more subtle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, especially since it was very subtle. You bring up a good point because I had kind of forgotten about that. Yeah. It was very subtle up until that point. Um, they should have had somebody just there. You're on another planet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or even, I mean, they had Lawrence Fishburne's character. He could have could have used him to explain it to him. Come in and yeah. explain it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. But besides that one teeny tiny little spot, that doesn't ruin the this set. Yeah. The the camp set is really cool. Yeah. Uh, like the Predator's camp. Although I was looking for an alien skull in the background. I was looking all over and it wasn't in there. So I'm actually happy that it wasn't yeah. there. Yeah. Um, because I, I liked all the other references that they had yeah. to the first Predator and some other things. Like how they actually talk about the like report that back in the 1980s when they went to Guatemala. Yeah. Like, I liked that. I thought that was cool. kind of cool. I thought, that was gonna, I thought that was going toward like Stupidville. At that part, because mm-hmm. I was like, "Don't tell me that like this is the girl from the first movie or something." Oh, right I did think that she was going to somehow have some kind of connection. The fact that she just cited a report, I thought was nice because that gives them a little bit of, uh, you know, a slight advantage over the pre- now. Now that they know that they use, you know, they can see thermally and um, yeah, gives them a, a little bit of information. And it's not unbelievable that. If, like, that would have happened, there would have been some kind of top-secret report. I'll buy that. Yeah. Okay. Sure. But you know rumors are going to go around the Special Forces units that there was this guy mm-hmm. that tangled in the jungle with this mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that aspect of it, where she, Although, she recognized it, but not from personal experience. It was just, like, a story. I she felt like, like they also yeah. used it just as an excuse to get Adrian Brody's shirt off. <laughs> they covered it in mud that, that so he doesn't sad. use. Yeah. For any reason. Why was he covered in mud? Yeah. Uh, 
because that's how you get rid of your <laughs> thermal image. But he doesn't. He, he comes uses right fire. out in front of the predator. Yeah. He's like, here I am. I'm and he has the mud. mud in the. Mm-hmm. They show the predator, and you can see him perfectly, so it doesn't affect anything. Yeah. Um, and he, it, he he uses the fire to. Right. Yeah. I, I liked that. Um, there was a scene where Lawrence Fishburne's character was talking about how the predators learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when he covered himself in mud and started doing these little tricks, it's almost like when there was that moment where the predator saw him by his heartbeat, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, they made upgrades from, you know, 20 years ago. They've learned different ways to try and catch them. Yeah. yeah. And I really, I like that, that final fight scene is really cool. And most of the fight scenes through this movie Most of the fight scenes were, were exciting. Cool and cool. I love, I love the, um, the samurai standoff or, or the, you know, whatever it was. Okay, like. that's where I heard you laugh. I'm and torn I thought, on that. I thought yeah. you thought it was silly. It and was silly, I actually, it, was awful, it was also cool. It was cool, and I thought it actually made sense. I mean, these are two warriors, yeah. and the predator obviously respects this guy, right? and so they're standing off like... I mean, it, it makes sense. It's not completely just sort of out of the blue. Now, the the kind of half-Asian music behind it was a little bit, like... The, the music is honestly the biggest problem I have with this movie. Because yeah. there's a lot of times when the music was overly moody. Like, it was telling me how I should feel way too much. It yeah. would just um, come in. And, and there's nothing really special about the score. Um, nothing that stands out. This is not Sherlock Holmes score or anything like that. Which is awesome. I just always gotta get that in. How cool that score is. But, um... It just, there's so many times when it would just like, I, I, I don't know, the score bothered me. I think Tom's head's going to explode. <laughs> yeah, <something laughs> but, yeah. I just put something together. What? Uh, the Yakuza's name is Hanzo. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Hitori Hanzo sword from Kill Bill. Yeah. Robert Rodriguez producing and Quentin Tarantino. Uh, and, uh, huh. He says like this something is, about that sword, too, when he picks it yeah, up. Yeah, he picks it up and he's like, this I is a very real sword. sword yeah. I, l- I liked that he... Hmm. didn't talk until that moment and that was his only line in the, in the movie, he, right? Yeah. He, he could have talked English but he didn't and there was feel a reason the need for to. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think each of these characters actually surprised me at different moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I almost wish that like the ones that were up so alive at the end was a little too predictable for me. Yeah. I kind of wish that they had mixed it up a little bit more. But along the way the, the moments that the characters had were surprising. Like when uh, the Chechenian guy, you know, he had this moment with uh, Tover Grace's character uh, in Lawrence Fishburne's place, mm-hmm. and then later, like, Tover Grace's character was, like, asking him to help him. He just kind of walked away. Yeah. But then, like, he comes back five minutes later, he mm-hmm. busts in and had this really cool... Scene. And I didn't expect him to right. come in and save him. I no. expected that was going to be the end of Topher Grace. Yeah. And I feel like each of the characters had a, had a scene like that, where it was like, oh, wow, that's surprising that that character did that. But it also makes sense, and, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 doesn't, it, didn't, it wasn't out of character for them to do it. The death row inmate puts on the armor, that you don't, which I thought was a really cool... Mm-hmm. I thought that when he jumped back up on the Predator, that maybe they were just saying, oh, he could take a... Oh, I didn't even catch that. 
Yeah. Yeah, they no, put on that put armor. He put yeah, armor no, on. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. To protect himself from it, which I thought was really. He stole that armor of that. Because mm-hmm. there's a. Yeah. I can catch Hanzo, but I can't catch something that's like thrown in my face. Although, Danny uh, Trejo. Yeah. Danny Trejo. 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 He kind of went out without much pomp and circumstance. Yeah. Uh, Someone has to be the first guy to go out. Yeah, well, but yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was a sort of he showed up dead. That's it. Yeah, I'm still not sure. I think one of the dogs got him, or. Well, like the, sure the, the predators, predators got him and used him as a trap. Using, yeah. 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 Um, it was a nice, I, that was actually a nice moment. Mm-hmm. I um, like that they don't fall for the trap, that they recognize it, they catch it. Because that would be a really And that first solution to is to kill him. Right. Yeah. That was nice, too. Yeah. Not to try and save him or. Right. Yeah, you're right. There wasn't. There wasn't. The characters didn't do a lot of stupid stuff that yeah. the characters normally do in the real life. Which is really good. I really, really like that. that they don't do. Really enjoyed that. I'm trying to think of other things that. Well, any last thoughts on this? Um, oh, I did want to go back to what you were saying about this being a sequel to. Oh yeah. Predator. Because mm-hmm. we haven't talked about Predator Two at all. Um, I actually thought this was better than Predator 2, mm-hmm. even though I like the premise of Predator 2, where it's a, you know, Predator goes to the slums. Predator in the big city. Predator in the, yeah, yeah. I like that idea. It's like Crocodile in the detail. I don't think it was done that well. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> it's exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was, I was kind of wondering, like, how, where you put this in the Predator... Yeah, I, I see this as more of a direct sequel than... Because although Predator 2 is a fun movie, it doesn't have the same feeling as the the first Predator of, you know, soldiers against something greater than them that's hunting them. Predator 2 doesn't really have that. They're not soldiers. Um... It doesn't feel fair. Danny Glover just yeah. can't pull off soldier. Uh, and in this one, it has the same feeling, just sort of ups the ante. And even more so because basically you know they're going to die, even in the end. They're not going to escape this planet. They're just sort of buying themselves time. Mm-hmm. So it, it sort of even takes it farther than than the first one did. What I, what I do like about the Predator movies and also the Alien movies, since they had the Aliens versus Predator thing, is that each movie kind of, like, rounds out the mythology a little bit more without yeah. without outright being like, this is how it all began. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Like, they did that a little bit in Aliens vs. Predators, but... Which is kind of what makes it like. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I like how this one added new things to the Predator mythology that still is... Uh, it goes with the other two... This is supposed to be a, a sequel to Predator and Predator 2, and, like, forgetting about the aliens or yeah. Predator movies. But I like the way that it added on to the Predator mythology. Yeah. I like the idea that there's different tribes of Predators kind of fighting. Yeah, and different. the Predator versus Predator fight scene, which is kind of... Because that makes it not feel so contrived and still cool. Like, I can accept, and it's a cool fight scene to see them go at it. I wish that Predator character, I wish they had done more with that. Because almost, he almost feels more like a plot device than a character. Yeah. Um, 
And I, I know it's a predator, but I almost wanted to see some character development for this. Yeah, I mean, there was... He did have... I want to see him sipping some tea. Why was he... I didn't really understand why he was tied up in the first place. They were taking him as a trophy, was what I thought. But, it said, but they said, in the beginning, they dropped three predators in every time. Right. So they were all three together. No, there was three other there predators. There were three other predators. That was now. a different type. That was, that was a different tribe. Okay. Remember Lawrence Fishburne has this little discussion where he says, there are different types. There's some that are a lot taller, and there's some that are smaller. Like wolves and dogs. Yeah. And okay. that they, there's some kind of blood feud, and if they meet each other, they will fight, and they will actually hunt each other as well as you. Hmm. So... That could have, that could have been developed a little bit more. Yeah, I, I, I just it wasn't fully clear to me what was why that predator was willing to and, and why they why they had him tied up, not killed. Yeah, uh, I, I think if it hadn't been for um, Predator Two and the two Alien vs. Predator movies, mm-hmm. that that scene with that predator, I thought it'd been really cool, but because um, in previous movies. They developed the predators as more than just, you know, mindless killing mm-hmm. creatures. I feel like they should have done something like on top of that. Didn't see the Alien vs. Predator movies. So. Yeah, they should have. Alien vs. Predator ha- had good ideas. It just has good ideas. It has no idea how to execute them. Yeah, and it had the CGI predator too. In some of the fight scenes, which. Mm-hmm. Just weird because I had CGI predators, but animatronic aliens. It was, it was it's a strange, horrible film. Any um, last thoughts on it? You know, in in general, I really like this film. Mm-hmm. Um, this has actually been a good week for movies, a good weekend. I just want to give a quick little shout out to Despicable Me. It's very good too. Very good, um, yeah. It's beating out predators. Yeah, as far as money Box office, Twilight. Yeah. Well, well, I mean Twilight, but. So it's, it's, this movie has actually really given me a, a nice jolt. I'm happy about summer movies again. And I think this is a really good... Actually, this movie, movie depresses me when it comes to summer, summer movies, because this, this movie is not, it's not a great movie. It's fun, um, it's well done, but it's not the kind of, uh, you know, changing... Cinema Forever, kind of. Knock your socks off. Summer movies, they don't change Cinema Forever. They're fun, they're enjoyable, and they're well done. There should be some that are just... That's definitely going into my... That's definitely going into my library kind Mm -hmm. of movie. This is not one that's definitely going into my library. It hasn't ended. We're still having one in July. We're almost to August. I like mythologies. Yeah. I'm, like, in love with mythologies, so this would be one that goes into my library. You know, I want all those Predator movies together. Even Alien vs. Predator, I want them all together because I love the mythologies. But that's just me. Um, yeah. Well, I, the fact that this is the best movie of the summer so far says a lot about this summer. Not counting animated Not counting animated, yeah. Because it's been a great summer for animated movies. Yeah. Bella? We're recording. Can we need to stay down? Okay. Aren't you watching Shrek 3? No. It's Blu-ray. It's Blu-ray. Oh, they can't watch it down here. Because we're using down here. Alright. You can just cut all that out. Yeah. So, as we're saying, some of us think it's really good. We're kind of fighting. Um, 
But I think something that we like to do... What um, are we doing? We're fighting. Okay. fighting. We're fighting. <laughs> I'm gonna stop fighting! Okay, wait. I think we all thought this was pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we all enjoyed it. We, It's worth going to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially considering the other choices that are out there right now. Um, especially if you are a fan of... And, yeah. Like horror, horror, science fiction, or horror... Action. Action, action. yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it's story. Good. There's a love story in there. You know, I I do want to say I liked that they didn't. I yeah. really like that they didn't play that up too much. That it's just there at the end. I like that they didn't have the cheesy. They don't kiss at the end. Obligatory love scene or anything or like that. Yeah. It seems like it's going to happen by default, but um, but because it's going to happen by default, they don't feel the need to yeah. show it to us. And I yeah. enjoyed that. That we can just know that it's going to happen by default. And that's going to be that. So now uh, we've done this segment before. We have a flick chart account. Uh, it's, it's a dental dog is our profile name. Um, it's a little different, little different this week. We're going to make it a little more relevant. Um, we're actually going to add predators to our flick chart account. We're going to go in and uh, bring up predators, and it's going to match it up against three movies, and that's going to rank it in our in our, uh, our rankings. So. And the first two is Predators versus Kung Fu Panda. And I think you guys know where I fall on this one. This is pretty easy for me. Uh, Kung Fu, I think Kung Fu Panda is the better film. Kung Fu Panda is the better film. Oh, yeah, thank you. I agree <laughs> with somebody else. No. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with Kung, that Kung Fu Panda is better than Predators. Kung Fu Panda is a great animated film. I know we've had huge arguments over whether it's better than certain other animated, <laughs> animated films. Um, I personally think that Steven is just on some kind of Kung Fu Panda high. He just loves this movie. I just don't think you've seen it enough. You need to watch it enough. (laughs) I need to watch it, what, ten times? Yes. Until it's drilled into my mind? (laughs) Until you have it memorized. Only then we understand. It's good. It's really good. It's it's, it's a really cool movie, and it's definitely better than Predators. Alright, so we're going to pick Kung Fu Panda over Predators. Predators. Yeah. And now we got Gone um, in 60 Seconds versus Predators, and this is an easy one for me, too. Yeah, this is Predators. Predators are with... Yeah. Yeah. Nate? I would say, yeah, any, okay. um, you know, I'm not a big Michael Bay fan. Uh, this well, is, that wasn't a Michael Bay movie. That wasn't Michael Bay? No. Nick Cage like, is in it, though. I feel like that's Michael It was Jerry Bruckheimer. Oh, Bruckheimer just directed it? Produced. Produced? Yeah. But he didn't. It's Dominic Sane. It's the guy that did, um, Swordfish. Okay. Why did I think it was Michael Bay? It feels like a Michael Bay movie. Yes. But, um... I'm actually, I'm actually not a big hater of this movie, but... Well, we've talked about Nick Cage before, about how he... At least my, my opinion with him is that he just takes almost any script that's handed him. The good, the bad, and... Because yeah, sometimes he's... Yeah. The bag and the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Sometimes he's in films like The Sorcerer's Apprentice, and earlier this year he was in Kick-Ass. Which he was awesome. He was really good in Kick-Ass. Well, his performance in Kick-Ass is awesome. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Kick-Ass is really good. But other, other things, we've seen him do really good stuff. I think Matchstick Men, he's really good. Oh, yeah, Matchstick Yeah, it, it's easy mm-hmm. to forget what he's done well. I think Knowing was actually... I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done. Uh, and he did a good job. He wasn't... Mm-hmm. Didn't make me want to turn off the movie. Yeah. But when, when, he, when he first started out in action, movies like The Rock and Con Air... The Rock is awesome. He was doing pretty well. Yeah. yeah. But for some reason, he's become really boring when he's like a straight man in a lead role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But I do think that Predators is better than Gone in 60 Seconds. Okay. Yeah. Predators versus the Devil's Advocate. For me, this is an interesting choice because I don't have uber high opinions of either, but I enjoy them both. So I'm kind of torn. So I don't know. Maybe you guys can convince me. This is a difficult one because I tend to lean toward Predators, but that's I think that's more proximity than... The fact that I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Well, I'll make the first call. I'm going Predators on this one. Really? Uh, I think The Devil's Advocate was a good movie up until the end. Sometimes just a little thing at the end that's really, really stupid can make it not so good for me. So I think Predators is a more well-rounded movie. There's a part at the end of The Devil's Advocate where uh, the lawyer morphs into Al Pacino. Yeah. And it's just like a really obvious, cheesy effect. Yeah. Whereas the rest of the movie is kind of like brooding and well, until that final like explosion on the devil scene. But, <laughs> um, not yeah. very subtle. Not very subtle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm really torn on this one because I... I like the Devil's Advocate, and I think it's an interesting movie. It is an interesting um, movie, yeah. And I don't, I maybe I'm overcompensating a little bit because I, it's good I think I like Predators yeah. more. Um, but I'm also worried about what you said if it's not just proximity because I'm yeah. going back, it has been a long time since I've seen The Devil's Advocate. And I'm concerned that just because I haven't... One of Keanu Reeves' better movies. It is one of Keanu yeah. Reeves' better movies. Yeah. Haven't seen it in a while. That I'm just picking Predators because it's more in my mind. Um, but you know what? Also, at the same time, if The Devil's Advocate hasn't stuck out that much, and there's not a lot in it, that I would remember, there... and that I would think of... Because there are a couple scenes that I kind of remember, but on a whole... I think that, yeah, I still have to say Predators in this case. There are flaws to The Devil's Advocate, large flaws, that the Predators are just Predators. Um, The Predators, the Google. Doesn't have. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'd have to go Predators. Wow. Uh, Just, uh, if you're curious... 56? That would put Predators at 56. 56 out of how many? Out of our... We only recently started this. Right. Uh, out of 117. So that puts it in about the middle. Yeah, so we're... Mm-hmm. It's a pretty recent count. We're still working on it. Um, so, back to... That's some, a lot of time, Stephen. We had said ten minutes. Oh, sorry. So give us like six. Six? Six. Yeah. I feel like that was about four minutes. So you want to do some more reviews? So yeah, let's, uh, so we're, we're just going to keep going here. Uh, now just see what else flip charts can give us to stimulate some conversation. Cheesy. <laughs> You're cheesy. Flip chart, the great conversation stimulator. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you're in charge. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, actually, Tom's in charge. Oh, Tom I'm in charge. charge Tom's in charge. You go ahead, Thomas. Stimulation. Take the reins. Stimulate away. Uh, we got Home Alone versus Snatch. We're just doing random matchups now. Home Alone versus Snatch. And uh, I'm going to go with Snatch. In Actually, wait. You I've only seen, seen half of Snatch. Oh. But here's the question. 
does it count because I turned it off because I didn't like it? Now, that was a long time ago, and seeing it again, I may change my mind. Because it's such an amazing film, yes. Yeah. You haven't yes. seen it all. I haven't, yes, seen, haven't seen it all. Okay. So we had to click on it. Haven't seen it. Oh. Home Alone versus Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs? Hey, is this even... Really? I like Home Alone better than Reservoir Dogs, but... Reservoir Dogs is a better movie. Yeah. Uh, for me... Pretty much kind of the same. I, I like Home Alone, but actually there's part of me that feels like I like Reservoir Dogs maybe better. So this is hands down. I was, never, I was never on the Reservoir Dogs bandwagon. Oh. I'm not. Why you gotta call it a bandwagon? Why you gotta <laughs> insult us that way? Why you gotta say that's a bandwagon? It's just a fan club. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, membership card? <laughs> I never bought into but, what they were trying to sell. Okay. How about that? Alright. Okay. Or Reservoir Dogs, yeah. Yeah. Reservoir Moulin Rouge versus Phone Booth. For me, this would be easy Moulin Rouge, which is... Yeah. I'm going Phone Booth on this one. Really? Yeah. Why? Well, first, first can I say, how dare you? And second, <laughs> why? I mean, Moulin Rouge is an amazing film. I don't know if it's as amazing it as... Does, it re, it reignited the musical. Did it? Yeah. 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 I feel like the musical is still struggling to regain... Popularity, huh? Well, I mean, it it made the the musical financially viable again. And I, 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 I liked it. It made it modern. Yeah. Yeah. It brought it and it showed you how it. you could still do a musical with like modern issues, modern music. Um, so you're. Oh, Moulin Rouge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I liked yeah. it. I just I'm not a huge fan of Baz Luhrmann's. Style is a little too. Yet you like phonetic. Australia. I I know, which is weird because Australia. I'm in the minority on that one. I like Australia. Of, I le- I wish he hadn't done his. I wish. <laughs> I wish he hadn't done his kind of frenetic style in Australia at that very beginning because that opening shot is beautiful, um, and then he randomly changes it into the Moulin Rouge. Frenetic style, which I really didn't like. Oh, I like Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Why is Phone Booth better than Moulin Rouge? That's what's yeah, fascinating that's... me. F- Phone Booth is good, but there's nothing overly like nothing about Phone Booth blew me away. Like, like Moulin, Moulin Rouge, Rouge is a movie I can watch again and again and again. And Phone constant. Booth is not. Yeah, it's possible it's that if I saw Moulin Rouge again, my opinion would change. <laughs> but I've seen Phone Booth a couple times. The first time I saw it, I thought it was. Amazing! I love the premise of it. Yeah, yeah, it's a really cool. Premise. It's another one of those like confined suspense movies. I mean, he's stuck in a phone booth, and most of it hinges on Colin Farrell's performance, and he gives an amazing performance. Mm-hmm. And that phone booth has just stuck with me more than Moulin Rouge has. Huh. Okay, but we're still picking Moulin Rouge. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing you can do. So I think that's but the last rules. Yeah, match we're gonna do unless we want to do this easy one. Uh. Yeah, let's do this easy one. Okay. Back to the Future versus War of the Worlds. Uh, Spielberg's War of the Worlds. Back to the Future. Not the War of the Worlds is a Harlem movie, but yeah, Back to the Future. Back to the Future is much better than War of the Worlds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we're going to talk about upcoming movies. What we're going to go, what we're looking forward to, not looking forward to, uh, and why.
fair explanation. <laughs> um, let's see. Next week is I don't remember. Inception. Is it? Is? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What's up, what's up, what else is coming out though? No, I mean, obviously, obviously we're doing their second It stuff. doesn't matter. I want to know what's coming out. Nothing. So, I mean, well, now with that matchup, obviously we're going to go see the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Because these guys are just huge fans. Yeah, because Nick and Jay Barishall are so both underexposed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Inception looks to be the big, the, the great summer movie this year. Um, Aside from Toy Story 3. Aside, aside from Toy Story 3. But I mean, the one that everybody will be talking about still right. in December. Um, the review, the pre-reviews of it are really good. Uh, it's Chris Nolan, who is... Can do no wrong. Can do no wrong so far. I hope it will stay that way. Yeah. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, who can almost do no wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the whole cast is... The whole yeah, cast. The whole cast is, is amazing. Is amazing. Uh, Ellen Joseph. Page, Michael Caine. I feel like every few days that somebody about somebody new is in this movie, I'm like, come on. Wow. Ken yeah. Watanabe's in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just, it's jam-packed. Now, I'm not as huge of a fan of Dark Knight as most people. And I think that there were some bad choices made for that movie. Um, but it's still... It's still a great movie, and Chris Nolan is still amazing. So, yeah. I, but, so I, and, I, and considering, it just seems like there's a little bit of a curse this summer on movies. So, it could be a terrible movie. Who knows? Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm still a little nervous about it. Well, I think Chris Nolan has like the best track record of any director I've ever Start following. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, following. Following. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Nolan reference. <laughs> Going back to following and Memento and Insomnia and Prestige and Batman movies. And the other one? Anyway. So one in between the Batmans? Mm-hmm. Prestige, Prestige, Prestige Batman. was in between okay, Batman. Okay, yeah. It was in between Batman Begins and Inception. Yeah, like, even though I have my criticisms of both Batman movies. Yeah. Those two Batman movies, like, blew the other franchise out of the water. I mean, the first one was, the first, Michael Keaton was good, too. But, yeah. Um, just like every movie he, every movie he does, when I watch it, I'm just like totally blown away by it. There's so, yeah, there's so, another thing I love, there's a lot of stunt work in Dark Knight that he could have very easily, haphazardly done CGI or something like that. Which makes me kind of excited for in- Inception um, to see. I, I, I'm really curious to see how he combines because the previews have shown a fair amount of CGI, but I trust Christopher Nolan that there's going to be a fair amount of really cool. And the concept is so. It's still. I'm very fuzzy with it. Well, he says that I. But I don't understand. Something about Christopher Nolan that I like, and this movie in particular. Um, from what I've read about it, it's a movie that the story is told through the editing. So mm-hmm. even the like there was an, an interview with DiCaprio, and uh, he said he's not really even sure what the plot is of the movie. Um, 
Well, and that's that's the way Memento was too. The story was told through the editing, not yeah. necessarily the scene by scene. Mm -hmm. And uh, Chris Nolan's great at that. Yeah, he's great at telling the story that way uh, and piecing together scenes that by themselves really don't do anything and creating a story out of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm very excited for this film. I just this is the film I've wanted. I've wanted to see this film. For a long time since they like started showing trailers like a year ago. Um, I've wanted to see this film since I saw an uh, untitled Christopher Nolan project on IMDb <laughs> and had no idea who was in it or what it was about. Mm -hmm. So it's getting and it's getting a lot of uh, buzz about Oscars and things like this, and it would be really cool, honestly, to see because this does not feel like the typical Oscar movie. But it would no. be really cool to see Christopher Nolan finally get some Oscar recognition. Mm -hmm. um, like he should have for the Dark Knight Prestige. Yeah, a lot yeah. of those other things. Um, Memento, even. Um, but And so it would be really, really cool if this finally... And the Oscars have started taking a much more... They've started giving credence to more popular films. Mm -hmm. And being willing, because before they really wouldn't be... More either. genre. Yeah, more genre. Which, as much as you hate it, as much as you hate the fat, um, the hype of, av of Avatar, Avatar really helped out there. Big time. Yeah. Um, you know. Even though it was in several ways on the heels of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. The, Lord of the Rings was probably the big, was the one that kind of broke the glass ceiling, as it were, and yeah. allowed the Oscars to look at popular films. Um, fantasy genre. Fantasy genre, yeah. yeah. So I am really, really excited about this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, uh, that's that's it for this week of Incidental Dog. Uh, you can go to our, our website at www.incidentaldog.com. Um, work in progress. It's still a work in progress. We're getting there. Uh, this should be up fairly soon, and uh, you can email us at incidentlog at gmail.com, uh, and we'll do it again next week. Mm -hmm. Conception. Okay.